Hello, 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 and welcome to Drama. Thank you for joining Dylan and I. Before we get into the real meat and potatoes of this episode, which I don't know why that expression just came out of me, but it's out there and it's done, and I guess that's we have to just accept that and live with it and move on. But anyway, we have a great chat today with Tony nominee El Morgan Lee, currently starring in A Strange Loop on Broadway. Are you gagged? We're gagged. Crazy. But if this is your first time joining us for an episode, I highly encourage you to look back on our long, long, long list of past guests. We have been bringing it to you for over two and a half years every single Wednesday. So give us a like, give us a subscribe, leave us a review and check out all of our episodes with stars of Broadway, stars of off-Broadway TV, film, reality shows. You are absolutely going to love everyone we've chatted with because they all have so much to give. And if you feel like giving, do you like this transition here? If you feel like giving to your new favorite podcast drama, you can support us at patreon.com slash the drama podcast, where for $5 a month, you get the episodes that you hear every week on the air. But in addition to getting those, you will receive extra bonus chats for Dylan and I, you know, we kiki, we get into it, we predict, we review, we catch up, you really get the, uh, you know, the twin experience. It's like you're listening in on the, uh, from the, like a fly on the wall. I keep using these different expressions today and I'm kind of like, where is this coming from? But anyway, if you love this chat with Al Morgan Lee, you're also going to love our Patreon. So patreon.com slash the drama podcast for even more drama and Instagram close friends access, which who doesn't want that? What a coveted moment. So, all right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying. It's time to start the show. Press play, curtain of an hour in, it's time to taste in, the shade and tea to spill, ooh, ooh drama. drama, oh that's a tweet, did they book, who got nom, they option no, oh I'm not well, what, what star will we, we talk to today? today, oh that's a gag honey, say no more, drama, drama, welcome to drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love and life i'm connor mcdowell and i'm dylan mcdowell connor it is at the time of recording it's the precipice of june the precipice of pride tony season the best time of the year you're about to take a little beach vacay as you do most years i am i'm going with um hunter who i lovingly refer to as my same sex partner um i'm going with his family to myrtle beach and this is my third time there I've never been kind of random. You've never you know, invited me, but <laughs> we'll go eventually. But it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's very, it's lovely. It's, it's calm. It's not like the party side of Myrtle that I think a lot of people oh, that's know right. about. It's sort of the more, the more um, like, what's the difference on Fire Island? It's like the pines or the cherry uh, grove, right? Cherry grove. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, whichever one's calmer and, and a little bit more family friendly, if there is a version of that in Fire Island. But anyways, um, I have a question for you. What are you most looking forward to about this Pride Month? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm really excited because I'm going to be in Columbus, to, where you live. And it's not only are we going to be doing Pride and there's going to be some great shows and events, but we're also going to a wedding of a high school friend. So it's mm-hmm. like a, a one-two punch of community, you know, yeah. in in um in the middle of Pride Month, which is going to be great. So mm-hmm. I can't wait. And, you know, but before that, we've got the Tony Awards, which we've been talking about and teasing and discussing and debating and predicting for less time than usual, considering mm-hmm. the Tonys were 
you know, just in September, but True. I'm so excited because we have a Tony Award nominee with us today for a performance in a show that is, has been on our minds for years because we saw it, you know, I always, I always wonder, was it 2018 or 2019? The world kind of froze for a minute. So I, I don't think it was know. summer 2019. 2019? And it was during the extension at uh, Playwrights Horizons. Oh my God. We were a few rows away from Jane Krakowski. Oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that vividly. Because uh, you hear, you know her laugh. I mean, you can hear her laugh anywhere. Oh yeah, iconic. I wonder what she's like to work with. I don't know if she should know if I want to know. But okay, so we're talking about the show A Strange Loop and I really cannot wait to get into this episode. Dylan, would you would you bring our guest in? Because this is actually the first time we've had someone from this iteration of A Strange Loop on the podcast. Yes, 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 yes. And <laughs> I'm I'm shaking. I'm nervous all of a sudden. Okay. Anyway, it's your guest, show. I... <laughs> <laughs> and yours. Um, our guest oh, yeah. today recently made history as the first openly transgender person to be nominated for a Tony Award, recognized for her role as Thought One in A Strange Loop on Broadway. This role garnered her an Obie Award, as well as Lucille Lortel and Antonio nominations for Outstanding Featured Actress in a Musical, and the distinction of being the first openly transgender actor to originate a role in a Pulitzer Prize-winning piece of theater. She can be heard on the Rainbow Lullaby album, the Soft Butter concept album by Kaufman and Terrace, and on Joe Iconis' upcoming album, aptly entitled Album. She can also be heard in the Sugar Maple audio series and on Tarana Burke's and Brené Brown's anthology audiobook, You Are Your Best Thing, Vulnerability, Shame, Resilience, and the Black Experience. Our guest is the recipient of the 2021 Mark O'Donnell Prize awarded annually to an emerging theater artist by Playwrights Horizons and the Actors Fund. Recently, she portrayed artists Lily Elbe in the stage adaptation of the novel The Danish Girl over in the West End. We're over the moon to be chatting with this icon please welcome to drama l morgan lee oh my god that's so like formal <laughs> i know like oh god it's the yes, most i did all those things <laughs> it's the most formal thing about our podcast so <laughs> we we come across as professional and then we're just like kikiing the rest of the time <laughs> dylan don't sell us short we're we're so profesh El Morgan said, got the vibe before we started recording. <laughs> El Morgan, happy happy Sunday. Thank you again for joining us on this day. Of course, I'm glad to be here. Now, I mentioned I was a little nervous, but you have such a warm and kind presence that it's easy to just feel like we're old friends. I am curious, though, how you're doing, because it's been a crazy season. We like to ask all of our guests this. Are you well? <laughs> am I? Um, <laughs> I am well. I am very tired but like so full at the same time like it's it's the kind of tired that you want to be mm. um it's like i've been at this for so many years that like now that's like I, I said the other day that it feels like i've gotten i've grown accustomed to having my work sort of be under the radar a bit mm. and so like i've been able to just do work and like love what i was doing and get into it and know that like Nobody was really seeing it, oh. um, but, but but all of a sudden it's like light has started to be shown on it. And that's been over the past, over the past like year or two actually, which is so weird because during the pandemic, all of a sudden the light started to shine where I'm like, it took the world turning upside down in order for me to start to be visible, mm. which I think is like really an interesting 
statement on sort of the state of the world that we live in in some ways. It's like it took everything to flip upside down and all this craziness to happen around us in order to like suddenly have like a little bit of light shown on like my, my, you know, spot in the world. Yeah. Let alone other major topics and struggles. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That are much more important than my spot in the world, actually. I think they're all correlated though, because it's like, you know, it's like a sliding doors moment. Like how long would it have taken otherwise? Like if, if the pandemic wouldn't have happened or I mean, all of us freeze and like Mm -hmm. have time, which sounds horrible to even say it in that way, but yes, it's like really dark because you're, you're talking about a period that really like wrecked our, like like Mm -hmm. wrecked our lives in so many ways. Mm -hmm. But like, so like for, through that period for me to suddenly find like, excuse me, I'm like, thriving all of a sudden <laughs> like, yes, she in, is. The, in, in the privacy of but like it, during the pandemic it was like in the privacy of my apartment <laughs> i'm thriving and like it's like really weird yeah and like for me it was a lifesaver because i you know i i don't have like family here in new york city mm. in that way so i was away from family for that whole time and getting to do all these projects and getting to start to like introduce getting introduced to people on Zoom mm-hmm. ended up being like a lifeline for me because outside was crazy. There was no way I was going out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it just, yeah, it took the world to turn upside down for me to get to Broadway. And then all this stuff started happening. And yeah, so I am well Good. and overwhelmed and hopeful and living in gratitude constantly. I can feel it coming from you. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Now, obviously you're in the midst of this Tony's press, maybe we'll call it a junket. Is that like a fun word to use? Mm -hmm. How is that? It's one that I've just heard recently. So yes, we can use it. Okay, okay. Now, how how has all of that been? Is it what you've expected? I am learning that I love press. Yay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning that I really do. Like, well, and in particular, like, because because I'm someone who likes to, um, like, I kind of analyze the people who are talking to me mm. as as they're talking to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm nervous again. <laughs> <laughs> well, because because it tells me I only know who I am as a result of the sum of the people that I watch and pay attention to. So, like, as I meet new people, I learn more about myself as well. Mm. Um, And I I think that's something that, like, we all can benefit from in some ways. It's like, if I meet you, I want to know who you are. I want to know what makes you excited, what gets you going. Like, what's your mischief? What's your, Mm. like, you know, crazy? That's a word for me. Um, (laughs) But I want to know, like, what, who you are. Because if I learn a little bit about that, then I know how I fit into the world that much better, too. Um, So in the press situations, it's very obvious to people who who actually have an idea of who you are Mm -hmm. and like ask questions that are really pointed to you and to your experience and to things. And for me, it's like, in particular, I always look for the people who have questions and and curiosities outside of my being trans. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's like, if I sit down and the first thing they're like is, oh, you're trans. How does it feel to be trans? Well, I mean, (laughs) how does it feel to be cis? Like, like it makes me me want to ask them all of a sudden Mm -hmm. questions. But yeah, so I, I'm learning that I love, I'm enjoying press um, also because it allows you the space away from the work yeah. to just be me, to like just have the, the 
commentary on both the work and life and everything else that I just personally have that might not be in alignment with the piece that I'm in. Yeah. Sure. It's like we are actors. So like we are performing a story. It doesn't mean that everything in that story that I am fully in alignment with. Mm -hmm. But I, so I think it's cool to get an opportunity to just be myself outside of the piece. Mm -hmm. And I, the thing I'm learning about press is in many ways, I I cannot wait to be doing more film and television so that the job is already done when you're doing press. Mm -hmm. and you don't have to also do an eight show week on top right. of it. <laughs> I cannot, I can't even imagine. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it would probably be a really exciting time, like a whirlwind, because your show obviously received so many Tony nominations. Was it the most nominated new musical? of the season yes yeah which 11 deservedly I think so 11. deservedly so and connor and i were talking about the show beforehand because we we love the new ep of the couple of tracks that were released and everything i'm a little sad your number wasn't on there well it, it will be coming yes. you know we were not aware that that ep would be dropped when it was dropped okay. so something else we're learning about broadway is things just happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show business baby um Last year around the Tonys that was like the return at the Winter Garden, we had Andrew Burnap on right before the, the ceremony. We, we asked him what he was going to wear and if he was excited and whatnot. And I know that we're not supposed to like ask those questions anymore, but like, do you know what you're wearing to the Tony Awards? Like, it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're supposed to ask women more. We're supposed more. to ask them more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and we will. We will. But that's, it's a fun part of it, right? Like, you've probably dreamt of winning a major award for your whole life. I mean, I know I have, and I don't think I ever will, but what's, well, it's so funny. Well, you don't say that. You don't know what you're, you don't know what's in store for you. That's true. Um, That's true. Um, it's, 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 it's one of those things that like, you're not supposed to say like, I've always dreamed of, but I'm like, look, I mean, can we curse here? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not even like, like I've absolutely dreamed of winning like awards, mm -hmm. but like, but for me, it's just, I've dreamed of it, but like, the reality side of my brain always was like, yeah, but I ain't gonna happen. Mm. Like it was like, it's like you, you want it, you dream about it. You know, I think that I am talented. And so it is something that for all intents purposes could and should be able to happen to someone like me, but it ain't gonna happen is what my mind said, because number one, you're not going to be seen correctly. Mm. So nobody's gonna, that's that, like, just that the world we live in, that's not gonna happen. Mm. So even to get the nomination was like, oh, oh, wait, like that is possible. Like there is a possibility there. I always think of like being a little kid and like seeing on the screen, the like category comes up and you see like six boxes across mm -hmm. the screen or the five boxes across the screen with whoever the the people were waiting, sort of waiting pa patiently to, to get their name called or not. Mm -hmm. um, and like dreaming of being one of those boxes, like getting to look at the camera and kind of like give like a hello. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, being like, oh, that's just like, that's just the fantasy, but like, mm -hmm. you ain't gonna get it. Like, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so like to know that like, actually you are going mm -hmm. to be one of those six boxes now. And like, what will you be wearing inside of that box? It's like, it's 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 really exciting. I mean, I, I do know who my dress will be by. Amazing. If all works out the way it hopefully can work out, sure. I do know who. Great. <laughs> that was another sort of dream that I sort of put out into the space that has seemed to follow through and it seems to be happening. Okay. I don't know exactly what. I have an idea. Okay. okay. But I'll but I'll leave you with that. Okay. Well, we've got time. This, what the listeners don't know is we're it's May twenty second. Like 
we're we're hyping up that we're on the precipice of June, but there's like four weeks, three or four weeks left. Yeah, right? we've got time. Yeah, right. We got time. Mm-hmm. We got time. Oh, I'm so excited for you. And I I have so many questions about a strange loop and your career and truly everything that got you to this moment. But before yeah. we get into that, I am curious about that moment when you realized you actually wanted to be involved in the arts, when you took any sort of interest in it, whether it be performing or just enjoying it, we're borrowing the term from Fun Home, but that ring of keys moment when you were like, wait, this means a lot to me and I need to know why. Do you feel like you had that moment? I don't know because I have literally been doing some sort of performance since I could make sound. Mm. So like I, like my, my mom will always say like I was singing in a high chair like <laughs> carrying on and she was like oh you think you have a voice like it was always very like like always performing in some way mm-hmm. I think like I mean certainly I am a I am a child of television mm-hmm. so for me like when Wizard of Oz came on every year that was like a moment that I was glued in front of the floor model television um which turned into Wizard of Oz then sort of segued into an obsession with Greece and Greece 2 um which I would like rent from <laughs> I would rent the 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 VHS oh, yeah. tapes oh yeah from the spot that we would rent them from it was called Errols at that time um they have gone out of business since then mm. this was some time ago i w- we would rent this every week and i'm still like really puzzled why my mom never actually bought the vhs <laughs> tapes because we literally would rent greece or greece 2 every week to the point where the people at the counter already knew what i was coming for it was like stopped where you'd left off because you were the only one renting it out i'm probably week. the only yeah. one who was getting grease and grease <laughs> remember you always week. had to rewind it or you'd yes. yeah or it start yeah i'm sorry i cut you off there but that's so funny no, that's no, so no. that's i have this idyllic vision in my head of video stores like i always say like if I, if it was they were still around i would have worked in one like years oh, later. you know how fun is that like uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have friends that worked in them in college. I think it was Hollywood video. And of course, everyone knew Blockbuster. Like, the, I miss mm-hmm. I miss that. You'd walk in and you'd smell movie smells. And even though it was, I don't know. Um, so you're obsessed with, with movie musicals, basically, is like where this journey was. I mean, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, for me, that's like the ult- the ultimate dream for me is to get to do movie musicals, TV musical situations, um, and then do plays on Broadway because eight shows a week is a lot of time to be like really like caring about the. I because I'm look I'm a crazy lady like the way that I <laughs> the way that I like function on like you have to sound like this you have to do this this way um gets really like anal retentive mm. so like so i i rather than driving myself insane about singing eight shows a week it'd be really lovely to just like show up to work at my play have a little bit of a warm drink do a little couple couple lip drills trills and then jump in and just be able to talk mm-hmm. and not have to not because i can talk all day but like the minute it's like well now we have music and we need to do this it's like there is an expectation of what the sound is for me that like and i'm very hard on myself mm. so i know that like eight shows a week is a beast it'd be really lovely to like get it done in a studio and like <laughs> act act through the roof oh, yeah. to that studio recording and then it's done and then you go do press and you chit chat and you can drink and play and have a great time and not have to i don't have to live like a nun then afterwards right. 
I want this for you. I think it'll happen. I mean, when a strange loop becomes either a mini series or a film, I'm sure that you'll be you'll be on the the one of the first calls they make. But I'm curious about. So you were watching these movie musicals as a child, and who were you obsessed with, like Stockard Channing or Michelle Pfeiffer, or Judy Garland, or who was your like favorite? Person. All of the above. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, we all wanted to be Stephanie Zanoni on top of the ladder, singing about a cool writer. Right. Um, um, and then <laughs> Judy Garland was sort of my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved all of the old MGM movies, and like, I, I haven't seen some of them in so many years. But like, I was always watching a black and white situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Wizard of Oz was just sort of the. I mean, it's 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 funny to me because like the moment where everything comes into color in The Wizard of Oz was just, my mouth would drop, my eyes would water every time I watched it. It's like, you know this is coming. Like, why are you mm-hmm. still getting emotional? But it's just like the magic of, of cinema. Mm-hmm. I totally hear what you mean. It's it's like, I mean, spoiler alert, like when you're watching the Titanic and you're hoping they're going to both survive at the end. Or I can think of so many magical s- cinematic moments like that. But it's just the power of, of the art that really makes you feel. And I mean, I certainly feel like whenever I see Wicked, which I've seen too many times, there, there's there's always, mo- you know, in Defying Gravity when Elf was like, Linda, you got to come with me, girl. Come with me. And Glinda's like, no. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, do you think you'd want to play? I feel like you'd be a great Glinda. Thank you for yes. seeing that correctly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, because anyone who's seen a strange loop knows you have an incredible range. <laughs> and I love when you go up into your upper register. The sad part about all of that is, yes, Glinda would certainly be the witch that I would prefer in that mix. But unfortunately, I can't sing the Let Us Be Glad. Okay. So that would, and and again, I can't sing them in the way that I think they should be sung. Mm. Um, you know, I okay, I'm gonna be nice. Um, but I, I think that I think <laughs> that like I I it, there is a sound that I want to hear when those Let Us Be Glads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't make it. So like, sure. for me, it's like, ah, but the rest of the script, like I'd kill to do popular. Oh, yeah. I'd kill to do, couldn't be happier mm-hmm. to me. Couldn't, couldn't be happier. It's to me, like, it's like a steak on a plate for an actor. Like there's so much inside of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I saw the show the first time, um, I'm trying to think, what's it? The, the first time I saw it, I think Kristen's understudy was on. Okay. And so it, it was just Idina. Okay. And I, I won lottery tickets both times wow, that I saw lucky it. You. And so the second time I came back, I saw it again and won a lottery ticket. Um, and then they were both on. And I remember thinking, like, it's so interesting because, like, this show is built in a way that, like, Glinda's arc is... For me, Glenda's arc is so much more satisfying because it's so much more clear on the page. And so it gives her so many more colors to play with just already in the text itself. Mm. Um, Elphaba is a beast of a track, but I feel like as an actor, you have to you have to bring a lot of layers underneath it all in ways that that you don't necessarily have to as Glenda because Glenda's is like again on the page. Yeah. Um, so it just to me it it, it ends up making Alphaba, which is already like a beast to sing for folks. It makes it that much more of a monster to play because you are then as an actor having to bring so many more colors under everything. Like uh, there is a world where I would love an Alphaba moment, but like <laughs> you ain't never gonna get it because that would kill me. And like we had this conversation about eight shows a week Mm -hmm. to me that is the monster of all monsters it's just crazy to me and i say this all the time that there's no alternate 
like matinee alphabet or things like that but like this is a conversation that like mm -hmm. really needs to happen for broadway like there is a reason that opera singers only do a certain number of shows mm -hmm. a week and it's because it's a lot of it is because of protection of the instrument itself right. and on broadway i do not think that the instrument itself is actually valued the way it should be valued um so in turn it's it's it is actors running on a on a on a rat race basically mm -hmm. like on a treadmill constantly it's I mean, it's called the olympics for a reason mm -hmm. um <laughs> and like and i get it like i totally get it like these some of these tracks are really that they're killer tracks to sing through and then you start to realize part of the reason why so many actors who are like 22 23 24 are all of a sudden being thrown into these like principal roles on broadway it's because they're a lot of it is because their voices are 22 23 24 mm -hmm. and can take a lot more beating than someone who is significantly older and i think mm -hmm. that like that's that's something that like we need to talk about a little bit more. Yeah. It's like the role, the role should actually be played by the actor who is most capable of playing the role, number one. Mm -hmm. um, but two, let's be more aware of what the demands are on actors, not just on Broadway, but in general. Like, I mean, our show is a good example of this too. Mm -hmm. Jaquel is, <laughs> Jaquel is running um, a monster oh, on stage. God. It's a lot. He like barely ever leaves the stage. Mm -hmm. He has to like schedule in for himself moments to like, hmm, or hmm, or, or to do little things that will like help him stay ready to go to the next moment because he's not leaving stage. Mm. So like there's, it's like, these are things that I feel like in the making of theater that we need to really start considering more. And I think a lot of that has to do with creative teams who are well-intentioned in telling like really beautiful stories, um, but are not understanding what the demand is on the actors that are playing these mm -hmm. stories eight shows a week. Sure. Um, I think that a lot of times they just don't get it. And sure. they're asking, they're asking the world of us and they it's almost it almost there's a part of us that's like why don't you get up here and do this mm -hmm. you get up here and do this for a week and then you and then you give me that no yes you're spilling no lies detected <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting too with a strange look a lot of you in the company this is your broadway debut obviously you all had experiences leading up to that point and i'm kind of curious where where did you grow into yourself theatrically like where were you able to cut your teeth i grew up in maryland um i I have been doing forms of theater probably since high school. Okay. Um, but it's interesting because the drama fact checkers would probably not find too much sort of pre-transition for me because it makes things a little awkward. Yeah. Um, and like, and, and it's not even that it makes it awkward for me um, to acknowledge what like I've done in the past. It's more about the fact that our business is sort of so skewed in on today. It's difficult for people to see you clearly today when they're only looking at yesterday. Mm. And so if I, if you are looking at the things that I've gotten to do sort of up until transition, it might not be so easy for me to get in the room for the things that I should be getting into mm. in for now. Um, and that's already an obstacle for me in so many ways where like, I can get into a room and be in, in for the right role and I can sing it, I can act it, like here we are, I can fight for this thing. And then I I hear something like, oh, well, there was something that's a little different about her. There was something that just didn't quite link up. And you're like, I'm trans. Like, of, co of course there's something different about me. Like my chords are completely structured differently <laughs> than everybody else that you have in for this track. So I'm probably gonna sound a little different mm -hmm. and I might, and I might, and, and sound a little different, meaning like my voice might resonate a little different in an area that like the, the women who are cis, their voices do not resonate in that way. Mm -hmm. Or like, like there are things and like, and I can sing 
and for the most of the roles I'm in for, I can sing the what's on the page. I'm not asking you to change keys. Mm. Um, so like, but for me, it's like, it will still sometimes ring differently in my voice because my chords were not, um, I'm not a cis woman. And like, and I think that there's, um, as I say that, I'm like, I also think that this is an and this is an opportunity to like put it out there that like, and I don't want to be a cis woman. Mm -hmm. Like I'm 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 real good on being trans. <laughs> like I'm I'm happy with it. Um, I think that that's sort of sometimes a misconception in these spaces where people think that you know trans people are just sort of dying to be cis or dying for cis adjacency somehow. And like I am not like I'm trans, mm -hmm. but like I can play whatever, and that's that's fine. But in these spaces, it can be difficult to have people to see you clearly if they're just paying attention to the past. Mm -hmm. Like I had, there was a, there was some profile that was online using like dead name and like old things and like, and it's fine because it would be there because I had some things. Um, and then they, they tried to attach a strange loop to it. And then I like reached out to the, to the person who ran the site and was like, Hey, Hey, just, just want to like chime in a little bit here. Like, can we please separate this? Sure. Because that's not helpful. And then the person was like, well, you know, this is how we run the site. If you've, if you've changed your name, then, you know, if you've changed your name somehow, then, you know, that's, you know, that's, we're still going to be able to keep this record here because this is a database that we want to keep up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, here we go. Now I have to, now I have to go into the, well, I'm trans actually. Mm -hmm. So this is not just as simple as me changing a name. Yeah. And like, this is a lot more like, I don't want to have to, I should not have to go into a spillage of all my business right. for you to, for you to acknowledge that this actor who you have on your site is asking you to disconnect it. Cause I was like, right, frankly, just take me off if you need to, <laughs> like, I don't need to be on your database. Mm -hmm. um, finally, the person was like actually accommodating and was like, okay, okay. What I'll do is just, I'll just create a new page for that stuff. And I was like, yeah, but I kind of want you to delete right. the old one. Like, but we'll not delete it. So I was like, okay, I guess you are really fixed on holding on to this history of this, of this person who people are going to be like, well, wait a minute, is that, <laughs> I'd like to avoid confusion right. as much as possible. And they'll be yeah. hearing from your lawyer. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why people, like if you ask someone not to do something, or if you ask someone to delete something or take it down, I don't understand why people don't respect that. Right. And it's not like, look, it's not like I have this lineage of Broadway credits and <laughs> awards. Like, I don't, this was my Broadway debut. So I'm like, the things that are listed there, they were important to me mm -hmm. and the journey. But like, it's okay if you don't mention that. It's okay if you don't mention that like 29 hour reading I did in, you know, 2003 like 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 i don't like you don't you don't have to mention it mm -hmm. like and i was happy to do the reading or happy to do the piece and loved the people and had a great time but like it's okay if we don't mention it on a database right. yeah like, yeah 100 wow oh well there's exciting new roles obviously that have already started coming your way in the pandemic the danish girl happened and so this is a, a property that most people are probably familiar with because of the film from gosh maybe 10 years ago already maybe 2013 mm -hmm. um 20 yeah was this a musical it is a musical okay. it's sort of a situation that it looks like it's going to it was not sung through before and i think it might be sung through now they're still working on it okay. um what i went over to do a workshop of it okay. um it, it was like a workshop of the first act of the piece oh. um and they are continuing to write and continuing to sort of develop it and we're like in conversations about what that looks like okay. and it's been really like a beautiful experience they are doing the work that 
we so you know we're all asking for this quote unquote work to be done mm -hmm. they are and this team is really actively doing it um they're asking the right questions they're making sure that the room is full of the right people to ask those questions to and like a lot of it is really about trying to trying to do right by lily mm -hmm. because one of the one of the issues sort of with the piece, even with the film, is it's called The Danish Girl, and it's supposed to be the story about Lily Elba, but it's actually a story about her wife. Right. right. Um, it's actually about the, her cis partner and the experience of being with someone who is in transition, because every time you see Lily, she's constantly just, either having a feeling about putting a dress on for the first time or or talking about transition or i'm wrought with pain and it's like well also <laughs> it's like also lily alba lived for like almost 20 years of her life before she started um any sort of medical transition mm -hmm. so like she didn't start medically transitioning until like way after she had already been living publicly as lily and was like flourishing was like a socialite was having a t the time of her life and i was like why didn't we see happy trans lily in in this world mm -hmm. getting like her flowers and do and people loving her and right. starting to find a relationship and then she started to sort of medically transition later on mm -hmm. wait did they skip that in the film it was not shown i was and just I think, gonna but, say yeah but i but i think it's also because number one some of that was because we were like the reality is is, is the world has learned more about trans people maybe in the past five or ten years mm -hmm. than it had ever before so a lot of that i do think had to do with um how much can we fit into a film into this film how much can we um we need to tell we want to tell this story how much can we fit into this particular film and a lot of that idea i think a lot of the idea of trans people flourishing and living their lives you know as as in the bodies they were given and all that that kind of narrative is so current to so many people it's not one of the past at all mm. um and cis people in particular are very the narrative that cis people know of trans people is i am trans i was born in the wrong body i need to get that fixed like that is the narrative that i feel like mm -hmm. cis people have out there and a lot of trans people have out there it is not the only narrative right. there are there are so many more and lily was an example of someone who who may have had dysphoria about her body but again lived and thrived for like almost 20 years before she did anything so like there is something to be said about the joy inside of that that mm -hmm. i think that this production is trying to find oh, too which is really lovely and david the the author of the book and the you know he was a consultant on the film he is like so behind it and so excited and like his hope is also just to do right by lily which i think is really beautiful he's been like he's the way he's the reason that the team got my name he saw a strange loop at playwrights okay and left apparently left um the theater and texted the creative team immediately and was like look this woman up her name is l morgan lee i think she might be the lily <gasps> i just got the chills that is so powerful and so it's like this and also i just think it's wild in so many ways because like the danish girl with me like it, it was one of those things where i was like really like i mean absolutely i want to sing this song but like I'm black. Like this like is this really what people are going to think of as the Danish girl? But like why not? Exactly. It's like in one of those situations where it's like why and I love it because like the team and this is also maybe this is a Brit thing too, but like 
that was never that literally that was never a conversation i had to bring up i had to bring up being black in conversations with them about the mm. piece to make sure that we were like not acting like color didn't exist mm -hmm. but like they were like this is something we can certainly talk about and we can work into the piece and and like you know we can work this into the piece in a way that this is authentic and feels real mm. um but this is really not, it was really not a focus for us. You were the actress that we are interested in. And I was like, y'all like America, get it together. I, like, <laughs> like, we, like the, we have a long ways to go in that way too. And it's not like they, it's not like the Brits are the only ones doing this or, or even doing it. You know, the Brits have their issues that they are working through in terms of race <laughs> as well. But like this particular team, this particular team, Alex Parker and Katie Lamb are like, really like they're they're just doing the work and it's it's really beautiful so i mean i'm excited about danish girl yes. oh, thank you for I'm telling us too. a little sneak peek about it i i hope you continue to be able to work on it i mean who knows you might so be too. starring in you know major feature films and things like that coming up so and and it is it is always my intention that i will do the danish girl That'd be great. if that were to happen where i have all these other conflicts i just hope and pray that alex and katie will hold it off a little longer so that we can do it and maybe it's a film yeah oh true yeah very true, very true. it could be anything oh my gosh well i'm curious about something else so i you know speaking of press and you getting to interact with th this piece on stage and off, you got to be a bartender on Watch What Happens Live, which <laughs> is huge for me. I mean, that might be the the coolest thing that you've done that I'm most impressed by. Who were the the people in the seats that night? Who were the guests? Do you remember? Uh, Michael. It was Michael Rapaport oh, cool. and Ginny Mullen. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. Yes. Oh my God, so fun! Isn't she married to Jason Biggs? Yes, yes. Okay. I didn't. I did not want to say she's Jason sure, Biggs' sure, wife yeah, yeah. because I mean I don't want to identify her that right, way. Right. Yeah. Um. But like because I have a crush on Jason well, Biggs, yeah. so, like, so I was like so sideways. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's, that's she's the other woman. Anyways, um, <laughs> she's funny oh, as yeah. hell. She's, oh my God, she's she's super sweet. Yeah, and she's like super cute too. Okay, wait. So a strange loop. We're obsessed. We absolutely love. It has a superstar team of co-producers. You just really like walked all over the Watch What Happens Live, Mama. Were we not just sitting <laughs> in that for a second? Dylan was Dylan was like, okay, there wasn't like, a housewife. <laughs> he was like, there wasn't a housewife uh, on the couch. So. Uh, that was that, that was that was my only actual like sort of regret about the episode <laughs> is that like I am kind of a housewife stand, yeah. so I wanted I wanted there to be some housewife energy there, but alas, not not that. Who time. would have been your dream housewife? Oh, I would love to have a Kenya Moore moment. Ooh. I was gonna see. And she was there just to, and she was there just a few days later. Um, I would have loved, yeah, I would have loved a Kenya Moore moment. She has an iconic interaction with Michael Rapaport. They were on the show together and it, the, the the clip just went viral again. <laughs> they they go back and forth. I mean, Kenya is a superstar housewife, reality TV star. I mean, I love her. She's having a good she season knows, on Atlanta. She too. knows how to do the job. Like she knows what the job is and she comes in and does it. I think it's it's like not lost on me that people sort of put her that she's sort of put in a position on the show on Atlanta. And then outside of the show, the girls are like, oh, well, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Kenya's like super sweet and she's calling you and checking in on you. And you're like, oh, because she knows the job. It's only now that you can tell that she's like, it's like she said that she's done playing the villain on the show. But I'm like, girl, like on this season, you're already like reading Marlo and like all of your confessions. <laughs> like you're constantly, I was like, I want to be able to have you not be the villain too, but you keep painting yourself in this way. It was a right? treat to see her on the ultimate girls trip, I thought as well. Uh, 
that was the Kenya I believe that all the girls talk about outside mm-hmm. of the show. I was like, I think, and I feel like I loved Ultimate yeah, Girls Trip yeah. because it was also a because it was also a way to see the others mm-hmm. too. Like I was like, this is Teresa. Like this is actually Teresa. This is Ramona. Fully, right. You know, Holy. but I, I, for some reason, I don't know if it was the way it was cut together. Cynthia didn't come across the way that I love her normally. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. Drama. It was drama. drama. Um, and of course, we're getting another girl's trip. I just love the silence. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, wait. <laughs> you know, it's funny. And I don't miss her on Atlanta at all, which is. I, and I, I almost, I almost feel bad about that because like, because she was such a stalwart for me on the show. But yeah, I don't, I don't, because I don't, and also I don't know what she would give on the show now. There are people on there that I wish were not. And so like, I, mm-hmm. like, I wish that like, like, like if we're going like real, real talk, like why is Drew on the show? I was just saying that to me the other day. She's so, in, uh, like She's it's a fraud. So, and I also just don't believe any of the story. Like I, I don't believe any of it. Cause, and, and I think that's also the problem with Housewives lasting this long is that now we've seen the wizard behind the curtain mm-hmm. so often that like we know that things are being manipulated behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. yes. So like, so like we know that like so many of these people will do whatever they need to do to have a storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, some of the stories, I mean, it's, I feel this way on Beverly Hills a little bit too say, about yeah. something that like, I mean, come on, like we've been talking about that robbery for a while, but okay. But <laughs> I was like, it's real convenient that your taxes got paid off after that robbery. Oh, see, I didn't um, even, I forgot about the taxes. <laughs> I guess it got it, did the job. Like I said, housewives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watch, I like I watch, my like, my like guilty pleasure is watching bloggers on YouTube do reactions to the episodes oh, on fun. the housewives. That's so fun. And who who is your favorite on Beverly Hills right now? Just because that's also airing. Beverly Hills is tricky for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that Sutton is trying to have a backbone. Yes. Right yes. now. I like that she's sticking up. For, I want her to like really dig her feet in the sand and start reading people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like I'm ready for that to happen yeah. because because some of them need some of them need the read at this point. Um, I actually liked Kathy Hilton last season yeah. because she, she's just sort of like so rich and over it that like she doesn't have to do it. the fact that she was like fixing her lipstick while there was like major <laughs> fights going on next to her it's like i just don't even care about you mm-hmm. all and you're all focusing on my house yeah. and my things and my service and my like like you're literally <laughs> all coming to kathy right. i it's funny i don't know who my favorite is on beverly hills right now because it's sort of an interesting crew left over right mm-hmm. now um and i i'm I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how I feel. I love Garcelle. I just wish that she would, I wish that she was another human, actually. Mm. I think that the person that everyone wishes Garcelle was, she's not. I think Garcelle is just, I think Garcelle is just a really sweet lady yes. who is like stunningly beautiful and like ha- is really like, I want to be in a relationship. I want, I want to get into my mischief. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to like have a great time, but I think she's just like a good lady. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what Cherie brings to the say, show yeah, with a, with her friend. It's going to be great because she's done this before on other shows and like knows what the job is. So I'm curious to see how she fits into the mix. Ooh, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, it's be good. I'm it's so excited. Kyle was also like I, I I I tend to find myself a little bit bored with Kyle on Beverly Hills. Um, slightly annoyed actually with Kyle on Beverly Hills because there's this sort of 
you know, there, you can tell that there's an internal want to be the queen, but you're always going to be second. Yep. Um, and so, like, <laughs> you are always going to be second to whoever the queen mm -hmm. is. Um, and I think that's the problem with Beverly Hills is there is no cemented queen of the show. And that's sort of um, that's that's sort of my question about mm. what's going on. Um, and so the I think that like everybody, I think Erica wants the, the job, but no mm -hmm. she can't um, do it like it's just no because there's a there's a there's a grace that all the queens tend to have and a comfort in their seat you will never be lisa Vanderpump. right that was just yeah. like sorry like and beverly hills like that was the queen and she's still holding her title yeah. and so like to me kathy had that possibility if she said in the right way but she's a little too sleepy exactly on the show is the problem. exactly yeah um, but kyle on girls trip i was like oh see like this is the kyle i want to get drinks mm -hmm. with and like hang out and like like this is the kyle i i would like to see more of i like seeing the housewives when they are away from their franchise and like just in a space where they get to just be right yeah because i think it's so much more interesting i can't wait for season two it's going to be amazing like and it's like the women who have like something to prove a little mm -hmm. bit so like i'm i'm very interested oh yeah Ugh, i can't wait i love how much you love the housewives now i'm even sadder that there wasn't a wife on the couch or someone I know, I know. on one of the seats l morgan you are so smart and funny and just everything i i assumed that you were and i don't want to take up too much more of your time but we do like to end our podcast with a titular segment called dose of drama where we just sort of share rant rave talk about anything that might be on our hearts or minds or something from the conversation. Um, I'm going to let Connor kick it off this week. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, every year around this time, summer comes and the warm weather kicks in and I'm always like waiting for it all winter. And then the nice weather arrives and then I'm forced to confront, you know, body confidence issues and going into the world or the park or, you know, anywhere that is really, it, you know, it can really drive a person crazy. And you know what I decided this year? I'm just going to go have fun because once you're there, no one cares. Like no one cares. You just got to like have fun. And I, I don't want to hold myself back from like you know, being young and enjoying the world because I'm like insecure about one thing that no one else really notices. So I'm gonna actively make an effort to just push through. I'm not saying it's gone and it's not, I'm not gonna say it's easy, but I just wanna like have fun and remind myself that it's gonna be fun no matter what. That's like my goal for the summer. So it's, I guess it's not really, it's drama because I know I'm gonna struggle with it, but why not? Like, come on, we only get one of these. You're also so cute, so get over it. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh man! If if you only knew, Al Morgan, I really—it's the the struggle, the struggle, the struggle. But you know what I mean? I mean, I went to this like straight adjacent pool party thing yesterday with with um some girlfriends, and it was a trip. But when I was there, I was like, wow, people are just having fun. I'm sure everyone feels a certain type of way, but everyone is just enjoying the weather and having some drinks and it, it was the it was a perspective dose I'm proud for of you sure. for going Connor. i know you had some trepidations thank you yeah thank yeah, you yeah. but anyway dylan have you thought of your dose of drama? i have so legendary season three debuted and with three episodes and my drama is that none of the houses are very good this season and it's been <gasps> dun, like kind dun, of dun. a bummer of a third season but the best part is although megan the stallion is no longer a judge which i'm very sad about they have replaced her with Kiki Palmer, who is amazing. Like, <laughs> incredible. Just, just, 
everywhere. Yeah, she is. She's she literally does every everything. job. <laughs> she does. She, she does. does. She, she's I think she Jordan should host everything. Like her hosting for award shows and whatnot. Her energy and the way that she is just like so positive, but also like I don't know. She's amazing. And and oh god, they should have gotten her for the Tonys. I know that would. She's she's so yeah. I yeah. I love. She's her. done Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Cinderella. Right. Yeah. We think she was with, the closing with Nini, right? Oh my gosh. I'm gagged. Wait, Dylan, you know, I'm sad to hear that season three is not as good because I thought season one and two were both incredible yeah. of yeah. legendary, but every every show has its dips mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. It's dips and spins, some might say, which is a ballroom term. Ah. Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I love it. Right. Elle Morgan, do you have a dose of drama to send us home with? I, I will go also, also sort of piggyback off of the weather change situation. Mm. Like what it what it reminds me of is like s- fun in the sun, yes, but it also reminds me that like <laughs> there's so like winter and fall remind you of like needing to couple up, mm-hmm. and I feel like the summer ends up being like get away from your couple situation, um, <laughs> which 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 oh god I just said that out loud, um, but but I, but I feel like that's. <laughs> Sort of what people feel in the summer and like i'm actually very opposite that right now like i'm very like in a space where like i really <laughs> i am not like dating because i don't have yeah, time I was gonna say to when. date really <laughs> but like it's a moment where like i really do wish that i was in like a sort of long-term relationship right now where like there was someone like when i get home to sure. be able to like spill the day to um and sort of take out my stress on um <laughs> but i feel like i don't have like i don't have that and it's like hot outside mm-hmm. starting to be so it's like <laughs> i feel like i'm going crazy a little bit Spring fever <laughs> summer yeah you know what i mean it's, yeah because I'm also having to live like a nun in a show. So like, I can't really like, I'm not someone who's able to like go out and like party and do stuff mm-hmm. because like, I need to be able to wake up and do the show the next right. day. So for me, it's like, it's a little like, it's like an, it's an interesting experience of the summer. And the only time that I'd had this, the last time I had this feeling was when we were doing the show at Playwrights <laughs> because it was also during the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> Love is on the horizon for you. And you, uh, <laughs> And maybe a Tony Award. I'm sure people are... (laughs) Listen, I I get nervous that the maybe a Tony Award is one of the reasons why it is difficult. (laughs) That these things are... But because there is a, there is a, like... I keep getting messages from people where I'm like, oh, you're cute. And they're like, oh my God, I look up to you so much. And I'm like, oh, I was going to say, you probably, this is is not going to, the message requests folder is probably busy. I'm like, y'all don't love and light me. I'm, I'm messy too. Date me. I think that we like to, I was sort of saying this to you before we hit record. I think that we like to put our, our divas and stars on the certain category that it's like, we only let them be iconic or like the love and light that you mentioned. And and you said you really mm-hmm. want to dig into the mischief. And I do appreciate you sharing your Well, not even just really want to. I mean, I do dig yes. it, but, but, it's, but, 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 it's, but it's like, it can be a bit of an obstacle. I think sometimes, and I'm realizing this, it can be an obstacle in particular, like dating while trans, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like it can be really an obstacle because there are misconceptions or assumptions about like what it is that like I might be looking for or interested in. And like, I don't think people actually have any clue. Yeah. So like, it's like, I am certainly like, I'm someone who's like, I want people who see me clearly. Mm. That's, that's it. There's not a whole lot of other like, like I don't have a lot of these. This is, and this is why I identify as queer. Like, because I specifically think that like queer in the sense of other, 
not in the sense of like gay or lesbian mm -hmm. or like to me it's queer in the sense of other queer in the sense of i'm not pan because i definitely have sort of preferences sure. and things but queer is like the the encompassing word that i feel like includes me mm. um, because I don't feel like some of those other terms were really made with trans people in mind. Ah. So like, so for me, and that's just, and that's my own personal feeling about it. Um, I just think that queer is an umbrella term that does hold so much space and that inside of that there is, I feel affirmed. Sure. Um, so it's like, so I, I think there's sometimes this assumption that like, oh, well, she's a trans woman. So that means that she's she's looking for this, you know, big strapping cishet man to and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, like maybe like if that person sees me clearly and like they're cool, but like there's also sort of an expect. I feel like with a lot of cis men, there's a um, with a lot of cishet men, there is an internal expectation that I somehow will have to align with the adjacency of cis women mm. and like that ain't me. I don't like having the pressure of having to look or act or carry myself a certain way because that's not authentic to me. Right. Um, and I've and I've been living in my soul and spirit for too long to be trying to conform to what other people expect me to be. Right. So it's like what I want is people who are willing to like get to know me and actually see that like there might be more under the under the rug than you actually realize is there. <laughs> Definitely. Would you date an actor? Yes, if they were. Um, hey, Diggs. Yes, if that if, if that person was. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would date. Um, I definitely think that Tay Diggs is attractive by all <laughs> means. I mean, we, no one can take that away from Tay Diggs. <laughs> Tay Diggs would have to be comfortable with mm -hmm. me and like the what dating me would be like. Because, because I, see you because clearly. I would, well, that's the mm -hmm. first and foremost would have to see me clearly, but would have to be comfortable with the fact that, like, I will probably challenge him, mm -hmm. and like, like I will challenge, and my mentally, I will challenge my partner. I've got a lot to say, sure. so like, I like people who will keep me on my toes as well, and like, and that we can both learn from each other. Mm -hmm. So like, a lot of times, the people that I'm drawn to tend to be like, oh, oh, interesting, that's an interesting choice, yeah. or like. Like a lot of times that's what ends up happening with me. Do your friends say that when yeah. you tell some of your friends like who you're interested in or who you might like be attracted to, are they always like, oh. So, I mean, not always. No, yeah. I mean, okay. I think that there are there are some op like my friends, I think, have me figured out. Okay, okay. Much. Yeah. Like they'll they'll see someone and go, Oh God, when are you gonna talk about like they'll uh -huh. they know they already they know, know in advance. Yeah. Like there are there are types. I mean they'll be like, Okay, so say it. We, we knew this was coming, you know. <laughs> there are there are types, there are features and things that like our weaknesses and such for there we me. Go. To me, it's just all about like, we are all animals at the end of the day. I wish that we as humans would like link into that a little bit more and understand that like, that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. That's actually like a really good thing if we can like, not control it, but if we learn how to make sure that it's taken care of and sure. like, and honored because being animals is not a bad, again, it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. it's, I think it actually will help us to get to know each other better too. Oh yeah. It's like an equalizer. Yes. El Morgan, you have been so open with us and I cannot say enough how much I appreciate it and have enjoyed this conversation. It's mm -hmm. truly been a thrill and and you have given us everything and I cannot say enough how appreciative mm -hmm. I am of it. So thank you so much. This has been a true treat. I, I feel like the best is yet to come for you. And I can't wait for audiences to see you in a strange loop, to watch you on the Tony Awards, to see everything that's coming Ooh. coming for you. I mean, if, if okay, so June tw is tw the 12th, the Tonys? 12th. The 12th. Mm -hmm. They call your name, you're the winner. Do you feel like this is gonna happen for you? Oh my God, I, 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 
I don't even know. I would not. Yeah, I would not know how to process it. <laughs> um, because honestly, it's it's not something I'm expecting okay. by any means. Because for me, I've already won. Mm. Like in so many ways, like, oh God, I've already won. Like oh. like to me, the ceiling has already been cracked. To me, the the kid that I would hope to see the whole situation, I feel like they have the chance to see now. They mm. get the, they get to see me be one of the six in the box. They get like all the things that I dreamed of. I've already won. So like, if that were to happen, I think, well, first of all, there would be some real upset folks. There would be some people who'd be really mad and they would deserve to be mad. Um, some old bitter queens, <laughs> I'd, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, if that were to happen, I mean, I would certainly, the woman who has who has who has not so secretly done 50 million speeches in front of mirrors as one day could happen, I don't know what I would even say. Mm. Like I, 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 I would be very caught off guard, yeah. and I'd want that moment to be like the most authentic moment it could possibly be. I would not write anything down because I think that it would take away from the truth of the moment. Mm. I would want again that kid watching to see the complete truth of that moment. Even just hearing you talk about it, if it, whether it happens this summer or in the future, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be that moment. And and we are in your corner, following you, supporting you, raising you up until then and, and beyond that. Thank you. Um, everyone should of course follow you. You're at L Morgan Lee on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at L Morgan underscore Lee on Twitter okay. and then at L Morgan Lee on Instagram. There it yeah. is. Okay. And we'll have the notes below and everything. While folks are following L Morgan, they should of course follow us. We're at the Drama Podcast. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Connor is at Connor McDowell. Give us a rating. Give us a review. It's been a while since we've had a review. Anyone? But, yeah, review us. What the heck? It's review yeah. season. I know. Come on. <laughs> and L Morgan, thank you again for your time. This has been such a treat for Connor and I. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. Drama.